The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Um, but this is a, a time period, and you can carry your meditative mind into it for, again, some small group discussions. And I'm actually serious about that, <laughs> in that, um, yeah, we'll be talking a continuation of the topic that we started earlier of continuing our practice. So it's easier if I give the question after we've gotten into groups. So why don't you again find groups of four? You can see for yourself in your own heart, do I feel like being with the same people or different people? And I think either one's okay. So arrange yourselves and then we'll go forward. Yeah, and if we have, um, oh, that's perfect, a group of three. It's okay. If, if there's a couple groups of three, that's okay. So we, ha we have two groups of three, that's fine. Three or four is fine. We have a group of three here that you could join. Oh, and we still have one more. There, yeah. Thanks. Okay, very good. So the question that we're going to examine is what areas or practices have the most momentum for you right now? What are you most inspired to carry forward and cultivate? So those could be... Re you could pick your favorite. It's a little deliberately vague. You know, you could pick your favorite path factor. Or you could just pick an area in your life that um, is important, like my relationships or um, sitting practice or something else. So what areas or practices have the most momentum for you right now? What are you most inspired to carry forward and cultivate? And the way we'll do it is that each person will have a chance to speak uninterrupted for three minutes, and the others are practicing listening. So bearing witness to this person's aspiration and intention, and then um, 
we'll go around for each of the four people. Okay, so how about the person with the, I don't know, um, I'm in trouble, the shortest hair. That usually works. So the person with the shortest hair <laughs> can begin. <sighs> yeah, and act- yeah. And actually, it may take a little longer than 15 minutes to set up for the scrolls and do it. I don't know. Okay, so it sounds like you guys have already moved into just talking among yourselves. So, <laughs> but if we could come back to the to the big group, yeah. After you can bow and thank your partners. Almost back. (laughs) So, first of all, none of us up here got to hear any of your lovely plans and things that were rich for you. So, you know, just for that reason alone, it would be great to kind of share. And um, often uh, these kinds of things, as you've discovered, kind of resonate off of each other, right? You hear somebody say something and you think, oh yeah, that's interesting for me too. So what I'd like to do is if anybody wants to, would please repeat uh, something that is rich and valuable or has momentum at this time, uh, that might generate some uh, resonance in the group, too. You'd be benefiting others, actually, to speak that, because it might awaken something in them, too. So would somebody, would anybody like to speak into the larger group? Or it's something you didn't say before, and now's your chance. <laughs> Is it on? Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah. You could say your name. That would be great. My, uh, Bill. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I found interesting for the concentration practice um, is... Uh, Bhante Gunaratara's instructions on concentration. And it was pretty interesting. He calls it um, wholesome concentration, and you generate a wholesome state uh, prior, just prior to starting the meditation. And it's the wholesome state that temporarily suppresses the hindrances mm-hmm. versus straight up concentration. I tried it with the straight-up concentration, and they just kept, you know, they're loud. (laughs) So anyway, it's the last chapter of this book. Thank you. It's a little demonstration of the path in miniature, actually, in that the steps on ethical conduct come right before the steps on mental development, right? And so right there, you develop a wholesome state of mind, and then you can concentrate. It's... They're not unrelated. One part of the practice, um, well, my name is Craig uh, from Redwood City, and uh, one part of the practice 
I look forward to carrying forward is uh, right speech. And uh, one reason is that uh, that was a practice that resonated with me very much and had a, definitely had a realization that there's a tremendous amount of speech throughout my day. So there's a constant opportunity for practice in a lot of very, very small ways. And also there's a lot of uh, pretty immediate feedback, whether you've either lessened some suffering kept things neutral or created suffering. So for me, who I'm generally a very talkative person, that seems like a good, a good place to, to mm-hmm. come to. Thank you. We say our name. Uh, so my name's Wendy. Um, I'll just share uh, what I share in my group. Uh, the one thing that's uh, carrying the most momentum or where I like to continue practice is cultivating a stability of mind to um, be able to uh, be with the situation as things arise, as they're arising. Um, so what I've been finding is sometimes I'll see myself notice in a situation where something has already happened and I already grasp to it. And when I notice it, ah, that in itself creates space and I release the grasp and then it'll come again and then, you know, release. So that repeats itself. But most recently I had a situation where it was quite inspiring for myself was um, I had a situation, you know, I'll give the specifics. Um, My husband was traveling, and he comes home late at night, and I make him warm up his dinner, and he sits down, and I've been with the kids the whole week, and he says, oh, did you get the laundry? And so right in that moment, um, I saw there's like trigger. (laughs) What do you mean, did I get the laundry? but I really saw that moment. He asked, he said it in a very neutral way. And it was up to me. I was so ready to add on that statement and polarize it, like make it a charge situation. Like it was in that moment of insight. And so I was saying it wasn't probably me, but it was just like the obvious choice was to not make, make it charge. And it was up to me to make that that fork in the road. And so I responded, no, I didn't get a chance. And I would say that I did it not out of any resistance or spite. It was just like, that was the obvious, natural thing to say. And I also in that moment saw like, well, he has to travel next week. And probably, you know, in that moment, he was just thinking about next week and not thinking about how I might be feeling. But here I was ready to, you know, put a whole load of me, me, me onto it. So um, what I'm trying to say is what I want to cultivate is um, looking into the movement of the mind as it's heading toward whichever direction that it's about to head toward. Maybe that's the, and prior to the action taking place. So, yeah, sorry, it took a bit to tell the story. That's oh, great, thank you. What a beautiful description of how we get, to, we get farther and farther back toward the source, right? And we get those choices earlier on, yeah. 
I'm Diane. And um, what uh, one thing that came up for me in this process was uh, the asking the question, uh, and I can't remember which factor it was, but may, and I think it actually comes up in several, is, is, is it pleasant, unpleasant, or neither? Um, and I became aware of how much mental energy was taken, being taken up by avoiding unpleasant. And, and so the example I used in our group was packing to go out of town and trying to anticipate, anticipate every unpleasant circumstance. And so packing like four or five pairs of shoes, four or five jackets of all different weights, you know, it might rain, it might snow, it might be hot, it might be, I, I did, I traveled to upstate New York in, in May and anything can happen, right? It can snow, it can rain, it can be 85 degrees. And in fact, it was, right, <laughs> in the course of a week. So I was glad I had all those different things. But just being aware of, like, this anxiety of what if it's cold and I don't have a warm enough jacket? What if it rains and I don't have waterproof shoes? Like, just noticing how much, um, you know, mental energy and stuff I had to carry to av and be uncomfortable carrying a heavy load because I might be uncomfortable later if I don't have the thing. Right? How crazy is that? Right? So anyway, I, I started to practice, what if I don't have the right shoes? So what? Right? <laughs> so what? My feet might get wet. So what? I might have to buy a pair of shoes there. So what? That could be fun. Um, <laughs> you know? so, so anyway, just noticing how much discomfort there is in the short term, trying to avoid or anticipate um, unpleasant in the future. Uh, anyway, so this practice has allowed me to sort of let go of future unknown possible unpleasantness. Beautiful. Well, I had the good fortune of somebody asked me if I had been on retreat, and it was unexpected. And so because of that, I had to try to remember retreat. Well, oh, and then I had the experience of being on retreat. So then I remembered why it was that I'm here, why it was that the path is something that we can articulate and something that we want to hear because there is an experience that we know, that we share, that comes naturally and completely to all of us. And that experience is the basis for the process of and the goal of this beautiful Eightfold Path. I'm Morgan, and I'm going to combine those last two comments that really resonates with me, that the, um, when you are following the Eightfold Path, there's sometimes, there's many places I'm new to the practice, and at, that I notice from going from the old way of thinking, the old things that you do, the roles that you 
are in in your life, all the conditioning that's led to the place in your life in Silicon Valley, worrying about 401ks and being wife, mother, whatever, um, that you're going to, when you follow the Eightfold Path, something might change, your behavior might change, Some, you might have to act differently, people who know you might not understand, um, you might have to take like a risk to follow your that that beautiful thing that's in all in our being in our in in here that's us but not of us or of us I don't know how to put that it's that to follow that and my one of my wise women I said well what if they think I'm weird if it's if it looks strange or it is strange when I follow that and she said so what so what if you're weird so what if you're weird so it's the so what it's was very freeing and so yes and I'm going to employ that so what if I don't have the right shoes or the so what if my feet get wet so thank you Can you hear all right? Okay, so we're going to transition to a little period of meditation. Um, actually, a kind of contemplation. So allowing yourself to get comfortable, actually. Um, we're going to be practicing friendliness and kindness towards ourselves. So beginning with your own body find a way to sit or uh, be in whatever posture you need to be in a way that feels comfortable. And if during this time you need to adjust yourself, this is one way that you can practice kindness towards yourself is allow that adjustment. And just give yourself some time to Settle into your breath. Settle into your body again. In a very easeful way. Allowing yourself to find that place of contentment or quiet, whatever ease is available to you right now, letting yourself relax into that 
and just be. And during this period of contemplation, anything and everything that arises in you is going to be an opportunity to just be with it and be friendly and kind towards yourself. Or friendly and kind towards any discoveries that come up for you. And they could be discoveries of any type. You've been practicing the Eightfold Path for the last nine months. And this is a period of time when you can perhaps give yourself some acknowledgement. Allow yourself to feel that you've shown up here. You've shown up in your Sangha. You've shown up to do whatever readings and practices felt right for you each month. And you've shown up with other people. Just appreciating that that good quality of heart and mind that allowed yourself to explore this and explore it internally and externally with others. Being content with that, whether you, if you even did one practice during this entire year, that's one step towards greater freedom, one step towards seeing more, understanding more. And I have a feeling you did a great many more than just one practice. So allowing yourself to relax in mind, body, and heart into that awareness of appreciation that you embarked on this program, that you gave it a try, and that you allowed yourself to discover a whole range of things. Things about yourself that may have been pleasant discoveries, maybe some discoveries that didn't feel so pleasant, or some that you're still making sense of. Seeing that goodness in you, that wholesomeness in you, that showed up for that, that set of experiences. Sometimes people have trouble being uh, feeling appreciation for themselves. They think it might be too selfish or it's easier to extend it to other people. Perhaps some of us have an overdeveloped uh, inner critic that's very rigorous and demanding of us. 
Um, so all you need to do here is just appreciate that impulse in you, that intention in you, that set of conditions in you that allowed you to show up for this and how wholesome and good that is. Perhaps seeing some of the moments during this year that you actually felt that wholesomeness or a sense of contentment at a discovery or at a practice that was working for you. Even a tiny amount of insight or improvement uh, in ability to see how life is going. And perhaps silently saying to yourself, may that happiness or contentment continue in me. May I be content with my practice of the Eightfold Path. Really breathing in and out of that wish for yourself. It's not a demand. It's just a opening, an invitation. May I be content and happy with my practice of the Eightfold Path. Some material that comes up uh, can be difficult and as you're spending this day reviewing the year, maybe you also remember some of the tougher discoveries or experiences you may have had, the challenges as you were trying to practice. And perhaps we can extend some kindness to those moments those parts of ourselves that are still discovering as well and wish ourselves safety in those discoveries. May I be safe or feel a sense of safety as I practice with these new discoveries. By extending these wishes to yourself, you're also making them available through you to other people. So by allowing yourself to have some pleasant and also some tough discoveries, you're changing in such a way that you become safe for other people. May I be safe in this practice. As we discover things that we 
realize are at the root of our stress or suffering, whether they're viewpoints or they are actions, words, whatever comes up that's more difficult, it's a way that we are clearing out or one could say things are being purified in us and we are by recognizing the source of our dis-ease we are taking a step towards being healthy. So allowing that (coughs) discoveries have come up on the path that were wholesome and some discoveries of some places in our lives that were not so wholesome extending a kindness and a friendliness to yourself that those are steps towards healing and wishing may I be healthy on this path of practice may I experience health in all of its forms the health of discovering where things are causing stress and the health of discovering the ease of the release from those forms of stress. May I be healthy. by undertaking these practices we are also making steps towards freedom some of them are small steps some of them are actually quite big leaps and we may not even recognize they're occurring we're healing on a lot of different levels And maybe we can take a moment of friendliness and appreciate that movement towards freedom with a wish for ourselves, may I be free. Whatever part of you benefited from this practice or grew from this practice, wishing it again, may I be happy and contented. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I be free. And what 
whatever bubbles up from this contemplation, allowing it to be there with kind, soft eyes. Appreciation for the wholesome things and appreciation and friendliness towards things that are challenging. One of the wonderful things about this practice is that there are causes and conditions that came together to allow each one of us to be here. And sometimes part of those causes and conditions involves people who have been kind to us along the way. Um, Traditionally maybe called benefactors in this practice of extending friendliness and kindness But thinking your benefactor could be a partner, could be a teacher, could be someone who was kind to you much earlier in your life and just open that little crack in the door that led to a whole set of things that happened that brought you here. And giving yourself a a moment to Find a benefactor or set of benefactors, people who were kind to you, that set this in motion for you. Bringing them to mind, seeing that kindness that they extended to you, or that little bit of an open door or a light, little bit of light that came into your life and extending the fruits of this practice of your discovery to them in this form of may you be happy and contented. Seeing your practice flowing back to them and perhaps wishing them any safety that can be discovered in this practice, wishing them, may you be safe and free from harm. seeing the kindnesses or the friendliness that they extended to you and wishing may they be healthy, may you be healthy. Imagining your heart saying it to their heart. May you be healthy. Imagining that the kindness that set your practice in motion or benefited your practice flows back to them in the form of freedom. May you be free.
Perhaps you've had the support of some friends while you've done this, some friendlier <laughs> people in your life or in your sangha uh, who have been helpful to you along the way. It could even be people from this group today that along the way today have said things that inspired you or were helpful to you during these nine months. And calling that person to mind fully and wishing them the benefits of this practice could, could be a friend at home or somebody that you really trust in your daily life that has just been friendly to you or kind to you all along the way that you've been doing this. Wishing them, may you be happy and contented. Extending that same sense of safety, that same wish for safety. May you be safe. May you be healthy. seeing the wholesome, wholesome qualities that arise from this practice flowing towards that friend. <coughs> seeing all the many ways that that person has been helpful Seeing the practice flow back to them in the form of freedom, may you be free. And then taking a moment to call to mind someone who has been a challenge for you, even if just for a moment, or maybe for the entire nine months, as you've done this practice, call to mind one of the challenging or difficult people, if there is that person in your life, for whom you're doing this practice in a way to soften your heart open your heart and find more skill in coping with that difficult person. Wishing them, may you be happy and contented. Whatever makes them challenging, wouldn't it be great if that could find some ease through your increased effort to be wholesome towards them? Sometimes people are difficult because they're afraid or angry or they're experiencing some other form of lack of safety. So wholeheartedly wishing that person and their difficulty, 
may you be safe. Sometimes they're caught up in some very large forms of dis-ease or your relationship is caught in these challenges of difference or disagreement. Wishing them and yourself, may you be healthy, may there be some healing somewhere along the line from these difficulties. Ultimately, if we can become more free and the other person, the difficult or the challenging person can become more free, things can lighten up. Sometimes they can. Sometimes the difficulty is so um, hard or so entrenched that it cannot happen. But nonetheless, we can open our heart or lighten our heart by extending the simple wish, may you be free. last few minutes of our kindness and friendliness meditation perhaps holding yourself as um, a source of friendliness and kindness together with the entire sangha of people with whom you engage some of whom you know well and some of whom you don't But this whole supportive world around us that feeds and clothes and shelters us day to day, year to year, the beings that produce food and shelter and wholesome conditions for us. So the big sangha, using yourself at the center to radiate wishes towards that sangha of people in all directions, may you be happy and contented. May you be safe. including yourself, may we be happy and contented. May we be safe. May we be healthy in the way that we treat each other and the way that our lives influence each other on so many different levels radiating out all of the benefit of the Eightfold Path, may all beings around us 
be free. And may we be free. just allowing in your heart and imagination any and all benefits of this practice flowing out from you towards all beings. May all beings be free. Okay, so we're coming to a time that we've set aside for really everyone to just put your voice in in some way. So I think we'll just maybe sit another few minutes in silence and just think about, you know, we'll just pass the mic around and you can just say at least your name and where you're from. If you're not moved to say something else, that's perfectly fine just like to hear the voices and if there's some thing that you'd like to offer about what this program you know something else you have to say about what this program has meant for you or what you're taking forward from it or you know just anything at all that you'd like to put into the group we have some time set aside for this so I think I've I just that was such a lovely last meditation let's just take another couple minutes to shift gears here in your own way and then uh, I'll ring the bell when we can start.
Maybe I'll just add that we have maybe at most about a minute apiece, so not a long story, but just to put your voice in a circle. Thank you. Um, my name is Eve. I'm from Santa Cruz. And um, I think my what I'm taking away is facing my own and others' suffering with great compassion. My name is Craig. I'm from Redwood City here. And uh, one thing that I hope to take away is to let what is true be true. My name is Stan, and I'm from here, more or less. And uh, I want to thank you, you all of all of the teachers and the and the mentors. This has just been wonderful. I have I have discovered things about my dark sides, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do about them, except uh, just notice that they're there. Anyway, I really appreciate Liz and and Chris, and I think this has just been, I mean, it's a real gift to us that uh, you do this. Um, because when, at the start of this, I had no idea what this was all about, you know. And, and now, I still don't have any idea. <laughs> My name is Tecla, and I'm from Modesto. And um, I found myself kind of, there was a part of me that was excited about coming to this, and there was a part of me that was resisting it. And I knew the drive was going to be a little tricky. And, um, but I didn't really know what the resistance was about. Um, and maybe it's just one more thing. <laughs> just too many things piled on the heap in my life. Um, but I'm really glad I came. And I, I, it was... Um, it was a way of moving through a day that had a lovely sequence and flow to it, and I just really feel so appreciative as well. And um, I discovered that um, in terms of what I want to take from this was that when I everything kind of fell out and was settled, that I had taken Lori's... Um, compassion training course and um, my mom died kind of in the middle of it so I didn't get through all the materials but I got to practice a lot <laughs> so I thought I'd like to go back um, through the course materials and pick up the pieces that I didn't get to finish My, my name is Cedric, I'm from here, and uh, right now I'm just uh, enjoying the healing effects that this is guided meditation had on me. Thank you. My name is Sylvie, and... Um, Before I took this class, um, I've been dealing with critical illness, illness and pain, and I'm still dealing with critical illness and pain. But um, 
I'm a lot happier and a lot freer, and this this is a gift. Thank you. My name is Anne. I practice here. Uh, I want to try to see things more clearly. Um, my name is Carol, and I'm from Modesto. Um, I think this program has really deepened my perspective and understanding, and I, that is what I want to continue. My name is Beatrice. I live in Emerald Hills, and uh, top of a big pile for me is the um, uh, connections I made, and um, uh, working with other people is uh, one of the times that the teachings really came alive for me. I want to just ask a minute. It seems like me it's getting cold in here again, and I know that's hard on some people. Is it okay? Is it too cold? I know that's hard on some of you. Is it? Is it okay? All right. Sorry. Go ahead, G. Sorry. Yeah, I'm G from Santa Cruz, and uh, well, thank Kim for bringing this program to Santa Cruz. Um, I just think it's such a value to have a multi-month program where we get to go do some intensive study to bring that into our sangha, into the meditation center. Um, it's hugely valuable in, in so many ways, um, besides the teachings, the sangha building that this does as well. And uh, I also appreciate this day, too, to get at least three sanghas here together um, to meet each other. And uh, some of us know each other already, but um, it's so rich. And, uh, and I appreciate um, the mentoring opportunity I had in this program. My name is Betsy, I'm from Santa Cruz, and she took a lot of words out of my mouth, except for the last one, which I'm going to ask, actually thank him for being my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Gori, and I'm from Santa Cruz, and I enjoyed practicing here today with everyone, and I was happy to talk to everyone. They all seemed to uh, say something to me that was quite poignant and related to my practice. So thanks very much, everyone. Hi. My name is Carlota. I live in King City, which is about an hour and a half south from Santa Cruz. But I, I joined Santa Cruz group, and I'm, I'm really, really glad, and I'm very thankful for the program there because... I feel, where I live, I feel quite quite disconnected. And so having had the opportunity to go to Santa Cruz and at a time that I can't do it, which is a weekend, I cannot go Monday through the Wednesday, blah, blah, can only do it on a weekend. And so that was just a, a real gift to me. So I, I really want to thank Kim again for coming. And, and having the program and all of you for this opportunity is also uh, very heart feeling. Um, well, in the, the opportunity also for the tools that have been given to me that of course I need to go deeper to deal with my demons. And uh, the main one, the main one is to um, 
create that space and not to react right away. So that was very uh, helpful. Uh, mindfulness, mindfulness, mindfulness. So thank you. Thanks. Hi, my name is Dan, and I'm practicing in Santa Cruz. Um, I think I'm uh, actually most grateful for the deepening of connections that it's produced in our sangha because it's allowed a lot of people who well, sort of have a practice and are very connected to deepen that connection by meeting one-on-one -on -one and meeting um, uh, in this in this um, structure of working on the Eightfold Path. And I'm also uh, extremely grateful that the uh, the ground um, and the position between mentors and mentees shifts very often. And um, I'm grateful for the teachings that I've received as a mentor. Right. My name is Marjorie, and when I signed up for this course, I had all kinds of plans about how I would approach it, and then life happened, and I got to uh, do it differently and just practice it. And um, the greatest gift was, I think, just trusting and accepting that this is the way it was going to go and that that was okay, and not forcing it that I had to have X amount of sittings or do things in a specific way. So just letting go of, of those expectations and um, illusions of control, and that was helpful. And being able to share the experience with others, I'm grateful for that. Hello, my name is Taylor, and I'm uh, from IMC, and um, I, I too am very grateful for um, the teachers, the mentors, and the Sangha uh, who made all of this possible, uh, and I feel like I've, um, two things I'll take away is a, a much deeper appreciation for the teachings themselves, and what they mean and where they lead to, and hopefully a little deeper understanding of how to apply them in my daily life. Thank you. My name is Kavita, and I am both Santa Cruz and Redwood City. Um, I am hoping to take away that beautiful metta. My name is Alan. I'm from Sunnyvale, and um, I'm just grateful that this class was held. It was um, a time that I could come up here. Uh, my schedule is kind of um, doesn't allow me to get up here very often. Uh, but then as the class progressed, I was just, um, I don't know, I was just, uh, it really allowed me to approach um, being kind to others while learning to be kind to myself. And uh, it's just, uh, it's been pretty transformative. I really appreciate it. And it's good to see everybody from other places here today, too. Hi, I'm Diane, um, and I really want to adjust this thing on the top of the microphone because it's very unpleasant, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's crooked. Um, <laughs> anyhow, um, yeah. um, I, have, um, I have been practicing, uh, you know, working this uh, nine-month program simultaneously while working the 12 steps in recovery, and there's a lot of... Um, ways in which they reinforce each other. And uh, that has like 
blown my mind in a way at times. Um, and I'm so grateful for it. And I'm so grateful for all of you. I love this larger group, you know, and meeting new people. And, um, you know, it takes time to get familiar with people. And um, so over nine months, it's been really nice seeing same faces over and over and now new faces. And then the other piece that um, I, I feel like I'm walking away with is uh, the, the meta practice that you just did, just really bringing to mind uh, as often as I can the opportunity to practice self-compassion, forgiveness, um, kindness, you know, because when we have it here, it's so much easier to carry it out with other people. And likewise, when we forgive others, it's so much easier to forgive ourselves. It's all part of the same practice. So um, that's just an amazing gift of this, um, this, this whole thing. Thanks. I'm Mary from Santa Cruz. And um, I want to thank the Sangha that's here. Um, it really fills my heart to know that when I leave here today, that all of you are going to go out to your homes and tr be trying to practice the Eightfold Path. And w one day I took a reading to uh, my noon sit, and um, it was in, from the Bhikkhu Bodhi book, and it was about truthfulness, or right speech. And um, I just thought, could you imagine what this country would be like if everybody just did that one <laughs> path, right speech? It would just transform everything. So I, I just want to thank everyone here for transforming their, their worlds and ours. I'll adjust it a little bit. <laughs> uh, my name's Wendy, and I'm with the IMC here. Um, I just want to share a bit of thought about the program. Um, I think Liz mentioned that you know, the Eiffel Path is a daily life practice. And I think this program um, really provides a very unique, safe container and a supportive container to do that practice of the eight factors. I mean, all the, the structure, the elements you put in with mentor, peer groups, the daily, weekly um, emails, and the fluidity that we have to take on what we want and what we're ready to digest and set aside for now and walk with me, you know, and um, having the recordings um, for people remotely. So I, um, I just think there's a lot of, um, it's part of that lineage, I think, uh, um, Kim was talking about sharing that dharma, and then but being able to encapsulate it in a structure that fits our modern, daily, busy, distracted life. So um, I found it, the program, very onward leading, and um, that's why I'm going to do it again. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you all. Uh, well, first of all, I want to thank all of the teachers, um, and I also want to thank my mentor who's not here, Carol Collins. Um, and I guess I have to, you know, point out that the format of this class really, really worked 
for me to spread it over eight months, to have weekly reflections and journal them. Um, that's a great way to teach this stuff because, you know, it gets incorporated into daily life. So, um, yeah, and I guess one of my takeaways was or is um, what led me to the Dharma in the first place was suffering. And now that I've done the Eightfold Path, um, I've gotten to know that suffering a lot better. And even though I don't like it, it is a teacher. So anyway, thank you. My name is Barb. My name is, can you hear me? My name is Barbara. And I am so thrilled, Kim, that you brought this to us. I've been waiting, and I've been wanting. I started meditating at the um, Zen Center. And I've heard about the Eightfold Path, and I had no idea in all these 20-some-odd years, really, of what this thing was. And it just was out there. Anyway, I, I'm so thrilled that I had the opportunity to go through this. And it really is like a one-on-one survey course. So it's, I really ought to do it again. But maybe sometime I will. But I can't thank you enough. This is really extremely meaningful. Um. I guess I just want to appreciate the teachers and for all the hard work that they put in in order to prepare and things of that sort and how lucky we are to have a program like this and a, a center here and or you know in the each cities and uh, also the mentor uh, there's a lot of wisdom out of uh, those mentor meetings and your name uh, Kaylin hi I'm Leslie and I practice here um, I found um, most useful about the program was the um, discussions that we had when we came together monthly, and um, also the the mentor relationship and um, uh, talks with the others um, in my mentor group. Um, and um, uh, what I what I take away from this going forward is um, the insights of the into the. For noble truths and um, and how uh, my work is um, is in letting go um, uh, of the things that um, contribute to my suffering. I'm, I'm Eileen, and um, I don't tire of exploring the Eightfold Path and in any engagement with it um, on a visceral level is is uh, just makes me happy. Hi, my name is Danny, and um, I uh, practice here, uh, this program through here um, at IMC. And um, yeah, I also want to express gratitude to all the teachers and all the mentors and uh, um, to the Buddha and to all of us here also. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, this, this multi-angled program where you had the in-person meetings and the mentor meetings and the daily life practice... Um, was fantastic for really making the Dharma come alive, I think, in all of us. And I think this is how 
the Dharma can really impact the world and it, by, you know, this was not taught just by, you know, one teacher from Spirit Rock or so forth. It's spreading, you know, and you can just sort of feel it. The power of it doesn't depend on one particular person. And it, it's really wonderful to see this in action and to be part of it. So thank you so much for all of it, everybody. <laughs> I'm Maureen Draper. Um, I keep coming back to the Dharma because there's there's such wisdom, and I I only regret uh, I you know I've I've had to miss many of the uh, the nightly meetings and and even some of these sessions uh, because of my husband's condition. But I'm, I'm just ever grateful for what I've been able to learn here from all of you. Uh, and the teaching is so, so well thought out and so uh, compassionate and practical. It's just uh, really uh, helping me with my life, which, like all of our lives, continues to change. New, new challenges constantly. Uh, but also the possibility for more joy. Thank you so much. My name is Carol, and I'm from Santa Cruz. And I also have a lot of gratitude for this program and my teachers, my mentor, and all the uh, sharing in Santa Cruz. And then, like you said, to watch it spread through um, Redwood City and yeah this is what gives me so much hope and encouragement for the future to watch uh, the Dharma unfold and I appreciated the structure of the class it really allowed me to immerse myself in the teachings and the practices and um, I feel a greater ease of being. As a result, it's not available all the time, but I now have a path to take and refer back to, and all this support, so thank you. Um, I'm Debbie, and I come here to IMC, and I, I too want to thank the teachers and Chris for your mentorship. Thank you very much. Um, I think uh, two things. I have come to really appreciate metta, um, self-compassion and compassion for others from a, from a mindful standpoint. And um, I think the one thing is I feel really you know, safe. I've come to the monthly meetings, and I just love those, and uh, the connection, meeting other people. Um, so it's been it's been very nice, and I'm really get the message to just I can take my time. So thank you. My name's Kurt from Santa Cruz, and um, I really um, want to appreciate IMC for hosting and for providing us with a wonderful lunch. That was awesome, and. Um, yeah, I think um, I really appreciate the format, the multiple ways that we can learn. And I think it will really sink in next time when you do an eight-year program. 
My name is Mohsen. I'm from Santa Cruz. And I'm really grateful for this program. And as I mentioned today, it's just the start. And I'm looking forward to um, practicing it in my, in my daily life. I especially want to thank Kim, my mentor, for bringing this program to us. Hi, I'm Morgan from Redwood City. Um, I, I am so grateful, I was saying to my one of the groups today, for the Buddha, that a human being bothered to discover these things inside of um, each of us as beings and was, has been, was able to describe it and transmit it and that in so doing described and transmitted my experience when he did his experience, when he did that for his experience and for every human being. It gives me the feeling of such connection to every being, human being on the planet, really, they are, we're all having this, we're all beings having this human experience. And the Buddha described it. And um, I'm so grateful. And as Ivanka Trump made the mistake of saying that the three largest religions were um, Christianity, Islam, and Juda- 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 Judaism, it's actually, I, Buddhism is, I think, the fourth largest. It's Hindu, it's Christian, Islam, Hindu, and Buddhism, that this has, this has, it's so big and amazing um, what the Buddha did and what we're doing. Um, and also, I'm so grateful for um, the teachers who are so amazing with their such knowledgeable, compassionate transmissions, too, of the teachings and their preparation. It's just always, I'm in awe and um, so grateful. And then, so, and the Dharma in that, too, being able to, to, to teach us. And then the Sangha. I, I am so grateful for other, the youths and everybody who drove so far today when I just came a mile that I'm just so grateful and to everybody else that is here in Redwood City, just the connection and the Sangha. Thank you. Hello, I'm Anne, and I'm from here. And for me, this has just been an amazing process of learning myself just really amazing the as I looked back each day or each week of what I learned um, a lot of just the truth from the teachings and the support that I got from the small group um, were really amazing I have a lot of just um, just as a lot of people have said, for the teachers, for the format, just um, very transformative. And I know that as a result, I am much more effective with my communication. I'm much happier. Um, And I just feel very fortunate that I found all of you and that I found this program. Thank you. I'm Vanessa from Modesto. Um, 
I am very thankful for the generosity of my teacher, Lori, and my mentor, Bruni, who have supported me through these eight months. Um, for me, I think the one area that um, I find this path so uh, alive for me in my daily life is the identification of unwholesome states of my mind and my body and then how to cultivate them. And it's so, it's given so beautifully with the tools and the practices to get to that point. So I just found this practice to be what I was looking for. So I'm very thankful to this path and I will do it again next year. I'm Karen. Um, I agree with a lot of what people have said here about how grateful they are for this program and the way that it's organized and how uh, many different ways there are to connect with it. Uh, for me, I think the thing I'm most grateful for is my mentor. That was the part that kind of worked the best for me and just the um, incredible wisdom that people who have been practicing for a long time have. Um, and I'm also really grateful to whoever matched up the students with the mentors because I felt like my fit was perfect and it was exactly what I needed. So thank you. My name is Nancy. I'm um, from Mountain View, so sometimes I go to Shiloh Catherine's group. Um, but I, um, I am really grateful, so grateful for, for this, these sessions that have gone over a period of time. Um, I, I feel as if it, that I'm slowly going deeper and have a, a better understanding and can apply it uh, in my life. So I uh, really value the examples um, that the our teachers <laughs> have um, given, as well as all of the people in the group, for, um, for ways to actually apply the principles. Um, so... Uh, and it, it feels, spreading it over um, a number of months, it feels like going to on a very, very long journey. Um, and it's a gas station each month that is a booster. <laughs> <laughs> so. Am I the last one? I think so. Is that everyone? I think it is. All right. I'm Lori Wong, and I'm from Modesto. Um, I just take away so much from each year that I've done this. Um, the one thing that I do want to say um, is in the fall, we're actually going to attempt to do a Spanish version of this. And um, I'm really excited about doing that uh, for a community that you know, doesn't have access uh, in their language to, to this kind of a path. Um, and, and to expand that outward, I think, is something quite beautiful. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to at least since I don't speak Spanish, um, supporting that effort. And I think that that's wonderful. My name is Liz Powell, and I want to thank all of you who have participated today and throughout the year. Um, you know, each question that you ask or each thing that you share 
is really like a jewel. And it's there's not a lot of separation between uh, mentor and mentee in terms of learning. We're all learning all the time. And I've really appreciated being able to do this with Chris and Bruni and Lori. Um, I loved coming to Modesto. Um, Kim, I didn't do that this year, but at the end of last year, coming and talking about the kids' programs. It's it's just a, an ongoing gift and really lightens my heart all the time, every time I come here. So thank you all so much, and great bows of appreciation uh, to Gil for structuring this program, for matching people along with Chris, and also, of course, the Buddha. <laughs> Your words um, really touched me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Chris. Uh, I also wanted to bring Gil's name into it because he's the author of uh, all the stuff you read in the talks and all those uh, reflections. And it's been a real privilege of mine to kind of inherit such a well-structured program from uh, other people, especially Gil. It's been a joy to work with Liz and Bruni and to know that Kim and Lori are doing this in their communities and just such appreciation for all of you. The way you participate every month, you know, the, the program is you. And uh, it, the fact that people are taking this, you know, so seriously and learning so much about themselves from it, it's just been wonderful to work with people in this group and as mentors. So look forward to doing it again next year. I think it's all been said, um, but just as people were were sharing, what came came to mind was just an image that um, early on, after the like a right around the time of the Buddha when he had just passed on, there weren't images of him like this that we have here. Instead, what was shown was a pair of, of feet as a symbol. Um, Instead, and it represented that if you want to follow the Buddha, you're going to use your feet and you're going to walk on the path. And so I think we're continuing that tradition very well. Thanks. Yay! 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 Yes. Well, does anyone have any burning last things to say? <laughs> Most, to get your yes, we're not done yet. We have a little exercise or a little um, a ceremony, a, a graduation ritual, so to speak. Um, but while I have the mic and your, all of your attention, I also want to mention that we have quite a lot of food left from lunch, and we baggied it all up. And after our little ritual, I'm going to put it out on the table, and please take it, because you can, you know, feed your family and not have it go to waste here. So, I think this is an appropriate amount of time to get started on our closing ritual. So, I will attempt to describe this, and then we'll see how... We're going to go into the other room, and we're going to form an eight-spoke wheel. Cool. It's not... However many spokes we need, such that each spoke has at least eight. Oh, you're doing it that way. Okay, there's other ways to do it. No, no, you do it. I don't... Okay. Well, that makes sense, too. That makes sense too. Okay. All right, we'll do an, we'll do spokes of eight. She, no, she did it. She she's actually done it this way. I did it a 
very confused way a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> okay, so we're forming a wheel that, of spokes of eight people as much as possible. Is that clear? It doesn't matter how many spokes as long as there's eight people coming out from the center. We have 41 people, so it should make a good, nice one at the center and... Okay, well, we'll see how it works out. There could be, there could be a few fewer, a fewer is better than more in the number of people in the spokes. <laughs> we'll just work it out. We'll work it out. You said more is better than fewer? It's fine. It's fine. It was kind of comical two years ago. I guess it's going to be again. <laughs> so, anyway, let's try to do that. And uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs>